Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hey, listen, this show is not only about faith, family, and freedom, but you know during the fall, we're going to talk about a little bit of football because there's a connection. Did you see what Joe Kennedy did last week? Were you there? Did you watch online when he took a knee at the 50-yard line? Something he's been waiting to do for eight years. This is the coach out of Washington who had to spend several years, almost a decade, fighting for his religious freedom rights to continue to be a coach, but also his own right to take a knee, not to protest the American flag or the national anthem, but to honor his faith, to honor God at the end of a football game. He did that for the first time in eight years last Friday. Wow, what an extraordinary moment. Um, by the way, my son's team is on a winning streak. They're 2-0, and undefeated. We're excited about that. And so I'll be out at the game tomorrow night. I may or may not have had a milestone that I celebrated this week. You can check out my social media feeds to have a little bit of fun with that. Um, but I'm excited to be back in the studio. We have a great guest today. And next week, I'm not going to be in the studio. Well, we'll see because we have a huge event. The Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum is next weekend, September 15th and 16th, right here in Austin, Texas. Texas excuse me. Still time to get your tickets and somebody you're going to see there in person is our good friend, Terry Schiller. He's going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. He leads a national organization called American Principles Project. He has his degree from the University of, uh, excuse me, Franciscan University out of Steubenville, Ohio. You might have seen his big family project, a lot of good stuff on social media, but you may be aware of some red shirts that were making their way around the Texas Capitol with some important legislation that was being passed and just a part of the influence that Terry and his group have had on the state of Texas during the legislative session and before. That's because they care about the issues that we work on here at Texas Values, Faith, Family, and Freedom. Terry, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thanks so much for having me, Jonathan. You're one of my favorite people in the movement, and I, uh, <laughs> I love that you're having me on, so thanks so much for having me. Well, listen, it's good to have you. And as a matter of fact, the last time we tried to have you, I guess would have been the first time I was not in a good place. And I mean, physically, okay. I made the mistake of renting a battery operated vehicle. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it was a Tesla, what it was, but I rented through this app. I didn't really look at what the car was. I just saw, you know, it was like a nice vehicle and I get in this vehicle. It's like six 30 in the morning. And I realized that it's, you know, battery operated, whatever. I had to get a recharge somewhere. And I figured out ah, not a big deal. I could probably get to Houston and back. No big deal. No, no, no. I got to Houston. It was running out of power. I spent almost the entire day trying to find some charging service somewhere. So when I was going to be on and, and your colleague ended up coming on, it was kind of a, you know, different uh, circumstances that fell through that day. I was like in some parking lot. The sun was in my face. I didn't have air conditioning. Anyway, we're in a much better place, myself and you, now that we're on screen together. But I'm looking forward to having you in person. Um, but listen, you know, you, you and I communicate a lot earlier this year. Got to see you at the March for Life uh, in January in D.C., but it's been nine months, and we had an incredible session, uh, and your organization was part of that, and I really appreciated that. So I want to start off the show, because and I'm sure your influence is being felt in Texas and across the state uh, country, but there might be some people that are part of our show that haven't heard about American Principles Project. So I want, want you to talk a little bit about it, and then we'll get into some details about some work we've been doing together. 
Yeah, well, well, no, and again, thanks so much. And I, I'm shocked though that uh, <laughs> that you admitted to driving a an electric vehicle in Texas. <laughs> That's what it's the, called, the, the, an electric vehicle. <laughs> My, goodness. I didn't even no, know. No, they're a disaster when it comes to having <laughs> to do long road. Oh, trips. I won't do it again. Uh, Oh, it's terrible. But uh, listen, the best way to describe American Principles Project is we're a national organization dedicated to promoting the family in politics, campaigns and elections, and public policy. And we call ourselves Big Family. And that's on purpose. It's a double entendre. We want bigger families in this country, but we also treat the family as a special interest group, right? So in, in Washington, D.C. and in Austin, you've got Big Pharma, Big Tobacco, Big, 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 Big Tech, you know. Big oil you got big oil yeah big, big and, football stadiums no i'm just throwing that out there <laughs> no big universities big education right yeah. and all these special interest groups but the family hasn't been treated like that we haven't been punishing our foes we haven't been uh rewarding our allies the way the, the same way that those special interest groups do to the people that protect their interests and so we want to treat the family kind of cynically uh but also uh importantly right as as the most powerful and important special interest group in the country. So we call ourselves Big Family. And you you mentioned the red shirts uh, that we deployed around SB 14. And there was a very specific reason why we did that. Now, listen, we're a national organization. We, we, we help out at the state level, but we help out, right? We look to groups like Texas Values to really lead there, um, but we help you know, attack the bad guys because sometimes we have additional resources. But the reason for the red shirts was because what the left has become very good at is isolating us, making us feel like we're alone, like we're the only people in the world that believe that men can't have babies, in fact, right? They do that through the media. They do that through our schools. They do that through our justice system, right? They're, they're calling parents domestic terrorists now and investigating them. Um, and so we wanted to show numbers. We wanted to have something that would let those legislators know, hey, there are way more of us than there are of those that are advocating for child mutilation, right? And then, and so I think it worked, right? Uh, the the legislature ended up passing it um, after a long drawn out fight, and um, it's something that we're very very proud of. But APP is primarily focused on addressing the national problems that we have, and we we work with groups like Texas Values mm -hmm. to build momentum in the states and show the national guys, hey. The water's warm. Uh, these guys are all passing pro-family legislation in the states, and they're getting reelected by bigger and bigger margins. Do this at the national level too, right? Ron DeSantis is a great example of how pro-family policies and politics can work uh, to expand your your leads and and your political power. Well, look, and there's you know these issues are being talked about more in the presidential cycle, in election cycles. You know, I think five, ten years ago is a little bit tougher sometimes to. Uh, to have these issues talked about, whether it was pro-life, pro-family, you know, not allowing men into women's bathrooms, some of these issues that we see talked about so often now before, you know, people weren't uh, as comfortable talking about it, right? I mean, they don't want to talk about what was going on in bathrooms, even though, you know, there was some concern about it. And we're seeing, unfortunately, we have to deal with these issues. And there, you know, the election process is part of it. And a lot of times elected officials need to know, hey, if I put my neck out here on this issue, I also want to make sure it's the right thing to do, but I'm also going to be reelected. And now that they see people coming to the Capitol, defending these issues, supporting these issues, to your point, they're not alone and they're easily identifiable, right? <laughs> Whether this was your goal or not, if you're standing on the House floor, 
in, in the chamber and you're an elected official, it's real easy to look up and see the, those red colors and a lot of those people grouped together. And I was there for so many of those interactions. Real quick, too, if you're watching on Facebook Live, share this, like it, put it in some groups. Let's get more people involved in this conversation and increase our visibility. Uh, Terry might have some tips for us, too, on social media, doing a great job getting a lot of attention through that medium as well in a variety of different formats and so important in, in these days. So let's talk about SB 14, though, Terry. You know, big issue that you guys worked on last week, the Texas Supreme Court made it clear that SB 14 could could go into effectiveness, could not only was it becoming law, but it could start being enforced on Friday last week, September 1st. This is the bill that protects kids from having to go through gender transitions, mutilation, puberty blockers, uh, operations where they remove healthy body parts in the name of gender dysphoria or whatever people reasons people come up with. But we heard these testimonies, Chloe Cole and others talking about how awful they were. Um, you know, and that was one thing to convince people that it's a problem. It's another thing to get that legislation passed. But we not only got it passed with your help, but now it's law. In, in, the, in a lower court to tried to stop it, the Texas Supreme Court came in. Texas was one of those new states that's now in this position. And look, it, it's been beyond time to do it. But uh, talk to me about how important that was for you to see that get finished. And the work's not done. We got to continue to educate people, but getting to that effective date and now being able to go into law. Well, uh, first and foremost, Texas, uh, it, regarding women's sports, regarding uh, the protecting kids from, from these gender transition, these really gender mutilation surgeries, Texas has always been on the top of our list just because of how big it is, how important it is culturally um, in this country, right? When something happens in Texas, it's going to have an impact on a lot more people than, say, uh, Iowa or Ohio. It's, it's, a, it's a crown jewel. And so we, we always value Texas. Now, the reason why it's important. Now, these surgeries are happening. I want to assure your listeners that they are happening, and it's horrific that they are, because what we hear from the left is that they aren't happening, but it's a, that it's great that it is. Um, the reason Texas is important is because you guys have 11 million children in your state. 11 million children. And it's something that that is so many kids that need to be protected. So while it's a small percentage of children, Texas overrepresents. I think you guys have the most amount of children in your state, second only to uh, California. Um, that's a really big deal. Texas is a family state. It's where families go to live and families should not have to worry about doctors exploiting them and their children financially through the worst ways possible by mutilating them and sterilizing them, giving them the same drugs, for example, like Lupron. Lupron is something that we gave to sex offenders mm -hmm. to chemically castrate them and the Supreme and the courts actually ruled that that was cruel, too cruel and unusual for sex offenders. But apparently it's OK if you're a gender confused child. Right. This is just about justice. This is about taking options away from evil people and evil corporations and evil hospital systems that want to exploit our kids and our families for profits. It's a no brainer. It's a winning political issue. We we just got out of the field uh, with 12 focus groups across four key swing states. 
athletes. And there we couldn't, we found like three defenders out of all of those groups. So there were 11 people in each group. There were three people in each of those groups. Uh, I'm sorry, in those groups total that defended gender mutilation surgeries and cross-sex hormones. And they even backed away from it after getting so much pushback. This is not just a silent majority issue. This is a silent supermajority issue. Well, and we're talking with Terry Schilling. He leads up the national organization, American Principles Project. We're discussing in detail Senate Bill 14. This is a new law in Texas that went into effect on September 1st after the Texas Supreme Court put out a ruling that allowed that ruling, that law to go into effect, really slapping down or, or sending out a reverse decision from the lower court on this particular issue. The ACLU, other organizations have sued to try to allow these procedures, these dangerous procedures to move forward on kids. And I'll tell you, Terry, you know, a lot of people, this is a common sense issue. They don't have to think a lot about it. Uh, when they hear about it, it, it troubles them. Some are not aware, to your point, that it's going on. That's a narrative the other side has tried to suggest, well, this isn't really happening, or y'all are making a big deal about something. It's a very small percentage. But then you have a hearing in the House and the Senate, and all these people show up that talk about their procedures. And then the so-called doctors have to answer questions about whether or not, oh, this isn't really happening. Well, I mean... It, I mean, it happens, but it's a very small percentage or, oh, that's an exception. It's either happening or it isn't. It's very clear. And to your point about, you know, some of these issues, one of the questions that was asked from the so-called expert from the other side, a doctor, she was asked, what is a woman? She couldn't answer the question. Oh, it's complicated. I'm not sure. But then she was asked, can a man get pregnant? Yes, right away. These are the people that we're going to trust to have these operations. And this is, I mean, it just sort of makes it easy for you to understand. No wonder this is such a bad idea and we need to do something about it. The people that are involved in it, they don't, I mean, you can't trust them to operate in science if they can't answer these questions. No, you can't. And, and and by the way, they all know the answer to that question, right? Because what makes a transgender identifying woman a transgender identifying woman is that they were born a male, right? That is the distinction. You know, what, what makes a black woman black is the extra melanin in her skin. What makes a Hispanic woman Hispanic, uh, it's the Hispanic origin of her family. What makes a transgender identifying woman, so to speak, is that he was born a male. And identifies as a woman. They know what this stuff is, Jonathan. They want to destroy it, though, right? The whole purpose, if you read Judith Butler, she's some egghead wonk out of USC Berkeley, radical progressive, like second or third wave feminist. She wrote, she can't, she's the architect of transgender ideology. She said, with transgender ideology, we are going to use gender to destroy gender. These are prog progress. Right. It's important for your audience to understand progressives. What that means is not progressing into the future. What it means is they want to progress beyond all laws, all barriers, and all institutions. They, they look at gender as a social institution, as a social construct, and they want to tear that down because guess what? They look at you, Jonathan, and they say, oh, well, he's a man and he identifies as a man. He's limited because he identifies as a man. They think that that's causing you harm by being a man. They would rather a genderless and fluid, gender fluid society that means nothing, right? That's why they support, they, they wanna free you from everything, your country. That's why they don't support borders, right? They wanna free you from your family. That's why they support no-fault divorce and pornography and free sex and, 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 and non-monogamous uh, relationships, right? They, they want to destroy everything about this country. They hate it. And that's what's driving the transgender movement. I do just wanna say real quick, 
I can be so self-centered and and forgetful about all the people that help. Uh, the the t-shirts idea that actually did not originate with me. Uh, that was a from a good friend, Jill Glover. She came to me asking if I knew any donors uh, that would you know help fund and pay for those shirts because uh, they wanted to stick out. It was actually her idea. Um, she's a great activist in the state capitol and does a lot of work. Um, and and she asked if I could help find a donor, and I said I'll be the donor. <laughs> So I, I just I just wrote the check uh, to help support them, but that was all Jill Glover's idea. And I'm I'm sorry if it came across the yeah I'm no and, I, and Jill Jill Glover's a good friend and and I'm I'm sort of aware that the the color red's real popular with her for a variety <laughs> of reasons. But you know and but you got to be in touch with that right. You have to have some understanding like Jill and many others do. What might visually get some attention or show people together? And I don't know if you yeah. saw the video of when I got attacked on that bill on one of those days when a lot of people there were, were were the red shirts because the other side does want to isolate you, right? They want you to be fearful. They want you to feel like you're alone. And uh, because they know that when common sense prevails or when we put these issues to a vote, particularly in Texas, that we're going to have enough support typically. And so they try to find other ways, right? Whether it's psychologically or others, isolate you, uh, threaten you. I mean, I was attacked probably, I think it's the first time I've ever been attacked at the Capitol and doing work there for close to 15 years. And, you know, look, people were right in my face. It was crazy, right? And sometimes I draw a little bit more attention like you probably do because people see you, they know you, and they think, you know, well, if I can get over on this guy, if I can intimidate him, I can have more of an impact. And so, look, I grew up on the east side of Houston, okay? I'm, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, pushed to a lot of fear real easy, but I will tell you, I'm still human. And if anybody has to walk through a gauntlet like that, you don't know what somebody might lose their mind in a second, whether they have a gun, they've got a weapon. We should not have that kind of environment in our state capital. But that tells you a little bit about how this issue became very serious and what the other side is going to lose, and all the kids that were testifying, particularly people like Chloe Cole and others, a really just courageous young man, Abel, that testified, they went through these circumstances. They've lived this, and they're standing there sitting before the mic saying, this is not a good idea. It does not solve these problems. And some of these kids may legitimately have these concerns, gender dysphoria, the questions in their mind, whatever they may be. And these hearings allowed people to see that this is going in the wrong direction. You know, if you get counseling, you get psychological therapy, all of those things can be helpful and they don't require irreversible damage to your body. But when the medical industry is making that money, they don't care about those things. I mean, that's been some of my experience. No, that's exactly right. So there are two examples I'll point to for why these kids need to go through therapy instead of the surgeries and the hormone treatments. First of all, uh, I, my wife, uh, her, uh, my in-laws, a bunch of them are dentists and dentists will actually go through hoops and hurdles to keep your natural teeth before just pulling them. That's why they'll do fillings. Then they'll do caps. They don't want to remove your natural body parts because there are complications from that. Right? So anytime doctors have the option to keep something physically intact in your body, a good doctor is going to do that. A bad doctor is going to replace all of your teeth, regardless of if they, they need to be uh, uh, filled or not, and, and charge you the most amount of money. That is the definition of a bad dentist. Uh, but so the second example, though, is doctors who perform hysterectomies, right? or, I'm sorry, hysterectomies and, and tubal ligations, they won't perform them on single women in their 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. Why? 
Because if you're in your 20s and 30s and you've decided all of a sudden that you don't want to ever have children, well, guess what? Those doctors are, have been in the practice for a long time and they've seen a lot of things and they know that there could be someday down the road where you want to have a baby of your own someday. You could meet the Prince Charming the next day. And if they perform that operation and remove your, your uterus or, or give you a tubal ligation, then you will be infertile for the rest of your life. They've robbed you of something and they charge you money for it. Good doctors don't do this. Good doctors look for the least uh, destruction and harm caused the body. And, and that's what to look out for. And that's how you know that this is a corrupt movement built on exploiting vulnerable and confused people for profits. It's, it's one of the most evil things I've ever witnessed. Well, we're talking with Terry Schilling. He leads a national organization called American Principles Project. His organization has been very helpful and influential in the state of Texas, particularly through this last legislative session, and more specifically on Senate Bill 14. This is a new state law that went into effect September 1st that protects kids from going through gender transition surgeries, procedures, puberty blockers, and a whole host of other dangerous procedures that are now illegal in the state of Texas. And Terry, look, we might be a view of we should have less government, more freedom, but there are certain times where the government does have to get involved. We have to have standards in place in law so people know there are certain lines you shouldn't cross. And when the medical community does not take care of their own business, so to speak, by having these regulations, and this is what Dr. Campbell talked about, Senator Donna Campbell, excuse me, who is uh, the Senate author of this bill, Senator, excuse me, Representative Tom Oliverson, who is also in the medical professional and a doctor himself. That's why the state had to come in and say, if y'all are going to handle this, we are. And I'm glad that law is in effect. Hey, before we run out of time, Terry's going to be here in person in Texas. If you've not met him before, you know, if you haven't interacted, you want to hear him on the stage, you want to meet him in person, come to our event September 15th and 16th. Terry, I think this is the first time you're going to be at one of our events. I'm looking forward to it. I know there's going to be a lot of interest. And I know you do a podcast and some other great stuff on social media consider doing maybe a little segment or taping something while you're at the event. Cause I love how you get, you know, more people involved and engaged, but I'm looking forward to having you there. I'm looking forward to being there. We're talking about the sexualization of children through the drag queen story hour nonsense. Yes. Oh. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into a bunch of different topics, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely be promoting it at the event. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward. I've got so many friends in Austin and all across the state of Texas. Yeah. There's I'm a lot of good Catholics. There's a lot of good Catholics in Austin, not just me you know, that, that are also <laughs> supportive uh, of big families. And uh, I don't know if you met Tim Von Dolan before, leads the John Paul II Life Center. He's going to be one of our speakers, just in a, a whole host of great people. Many people I think you'll know. Go to txvalues.org if you want to get those tickets today. Very affordable. We care about the family too. We know, particularly if you have a bigger family, it's hard to get to some events like this. Student tickets are free, 21 and younger. Uh, pastors, church leaders, your, those tickets are free. And $25, we might run a few discounts covers lunch and snacks throughout the two-day event, but we're looking forward to it. Terry's going to be there and uh, with all his flair and all his, all his energy and, uh, and his great adjectives about how to describe this, but these are serious topics and we need serious solutions. And uh, we're looking forward to having more of that conversation when we see Terry um, on September 15th and 16th. Hey, listen, thanks for the great work you're doing, the impact you're having on Texas. And I look forward to seeing you next week. And Terry Schilling has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. All right, thanks, Terry. I got a couple of minutes to yep. wrap up. Terry yep, was great. No, no, and listen, check out his social media. He probably does a better job than I do of podcasting and, and video work. Uh, I'm always taking notes from people out there that are putting out a lot of content. Uh, but yeah, 
2-0, and oh, the football team is uh, undefeated at my son's high school. And, you know, I'm going through some of that myself. It's senior year. It's my oldest and kind of the first time. If, you know, if you've been through that, it's, um, you know, it, it's bittersweet. But uh, so I'm trying to soak as much of it in as I can. But it is interesting to me how these issues touch up on each other in some of my personal life, right? We had a USA Spirit Night at my son's football game last week. Love to see our school doing that. I was thinking a lot about Coach Joe Kennedy. You know, we put out an amicus brief in that case. Um, that was the case of the U.S. Supreme Court where he was allowed to continue to not only coach, but take a knee after the game at the 50-yard line. And look, I mean, we need more of that spiritual element. We need that freedom in our public schools. You know, there's a lot of new laws that went into place September 1st, including the chaplain law that cha there can be volunteer chaplains at student uh, in college, excuse me, on school campuses. Uh, speaking of college campuses, Senate Bill 15 was not challenged in court. That law went into effect September 1st. That is a save women sports law that protects uh, young women from having to compete against men in college sports. We put a letter out to all the colleges and universities in Texas. We also sent a letter out to all 1,200 school districts at the K-12 through level about the new laws going into effect. If you want to see those letters, go to our website, txvalues.org. You can print them out yourself. Maybe you can take them to your school. Make sure that they got them because uh, we just sent them out by email. Still tickets available for the event. All right. I'm super excited about it. You know, um, this is our sixth year in a row in the, the cast of characters, the speakers, if you will, uh, change a little bit every year. There's a little bit of overlap. Riley Gaines is going to have a special appearance. Abby Johnson, pro-life leader. She's going to be there. Sam Brownback, former ambassador for religious freedom for the Trump administration and former governor of Kansas. He's going to be there. I mentioned Terry Schilling, Aaron Getz from March for Life, Jessica Hart Steinman from First uh, Principles. First, I'm going to I'm going to chop up this name. First Policy Institute. I forget. OK, I'm messing up that name. Go to our website, txvalues.org. You can see the full list of her name in the organization. But Heritage Foundation, Roger Severino, a lot of great speakers from uh, state representatives and senators from right here in Texas, Senator Angela Paxson, Senator Mays Middleton, Representative Valerie Swanson. Great list. Check it out, txvalues.org. If you see value in our work, okay, and if you come to the event or not, consider making a donation. Invest in our work. Invest in faith, family, and freedom. And invest in victory and the results that we get on these issues on a regular basis, txvalues.org. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Make that donation today. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.